He's an 18-year-old man who's studying to be a commercial airline pilot. He has an unquenchable thirst for knowledge. And that's where this show comes in. This is Wanna Coffee Talk? Aris Martinez is focused on understanding the world around him. So he's grabbing a cup of coffee and sitting down to talk to the experts and professionals about what makes them tick. Everybody sits back, has some coffee, and the conversation gets real. It's real. This is Wanna Coffee Talk, and this is your host, Aris Martinez. So, hello everyone. Um, this is me again with a couple of people, really interesting people today. Um, Peter and Jim from Shovel, the app that I use to basically do everything in, in life nowadays since my studies have been taking up some time, but as well my extra activities. So this is the way that I like to coordinate everything and it's a real pleasure for me to have both of them on board with me today. So please introduce yourself, Peter and Jim. Welcome on board. Thank you so much. Yes, so um, my name is Peter Plechik, and I am the co-creator of Shovel with Jim. And I was, um, uh, I come from Europe. uh, And then um, as something that's slightly different um, with Europe and the US is that you can play sports at a high level and go to a good school in the US, which in Europe is a little bit different, where uh, students uh, who um, want to pursue sports sometimes can't go that high up um, in their education because they have to focus fully on their sports. And I came into the US when I was 15 into a boarding school where my time was kind of managed for me. And then I went into college and I had a lot of injuries and my time management was not very good. And that's where I started to struggle. And that is why um, I built Shovel with Jim is to help students who struggle with time management and have a lot of things on their plate and don't necessarily know uh, how to structure their days properly and um, don't see into the future. So I wanted to create an app that would be easy to use for students to really make their college experience uh, much more pleasant than mine was. Thank you, Peter. What about you, Jim? Yeah, well, I, uh, I'm the old guy, obviously. So I, uh, my story is a little different. When I was a, a kid, I was a terrible student in uh, high school. I mean, just absolutely terrible. I didn't even graduate with my class. I was nothing but trouble. And uh, but I was lucky. Um, I, I really didn't have any conscious thought of going to college at all. But I had some relatives to, who convinced me to go to college. And um, I went and I just absolutely loved it. I mean, I just turned 100, 180 degrees from where I was, but I didn't have any study skills. And I really had to um, kind of learn on my own. And, you know, it was pre-internet. So I bought books on how to study and just kind of got into it and started trying different things and just kind of found my you know way and just became pretty much a straight A student all the way all the way through college just really loved it um then I, I went to law school um 
wound up getting fifth in my class my my first semester of law school uh, i didn't finish with that but uh but uh you know i was a good student all the way through and you know fast forward today i mean i had a successful career and uh, got involved in business and things like that and later in life um my nephews were going off to college and my brother asked me to you know give them some study advice like what do you do you know you were such an idiot in high school like how'd you turn it around and what'd you do in college and i started writing emails about my study habits and things like that and before long um you know i was sending those around so much i decided to set up a website and i i saw the domain howtostudyincollege.com and i grabbed it and threw up a just threw it up on wordpress really didn't pay attention and um long story short i never really looked at it. i came back and the probably a year and I'm, I'm seeing, oh my God, the thing had like millions of page views on it. So, um, which was really a shock to me. And um, Petter, actually, I met him, his sister was an exchange student with our family. We had a lot of exchange students and she was a full year student. And um, when at the end of her time here, we said, if you want to invite a friend to come over, you know, to stay the last month, you can. Well, she invited her brother to come over instead. So that's where we met him. And he said he he wound up uh, coming here and playing hockey at uh, this private school, and then and then uh, Peter's Peter's kind of modest because he actually got drafted by the Philadelphia Flyers right out of high school. So he was a he was a reasonably good hockey player, and then he wound up at Harvard playing hockey for them. As he said, he got he got injured and and couldn't play. But um, our connection in the study area was kind of like he was struggling a lot in school because of his time limitations. And we we met several times and kind of went over what he was doing and, and had conversations about it. And then that kind of be, you know, he, he successfully graduated from Harvard. And but then we got we would have a lot of conversations about, you know, why students struggled and how things could change, like what would what did he wish he had and what the things that I did and how I might have improved on those. And it kind of all came together really to um, to create Shovel. She was Shovel was really kind of Peter's idea. It was based on his uh, work experience out of um, college. He was on a period. You know, you were in New York on a project. Yes. So I was um, a product project manager in a skyscraper. So this, it's now the most slender building in the, in the entire world. Wow. Um, which means the uh, kind of the base to height, height ratio um, is just absurd. And uh, the, the lot that we were building it on just had no space. So everything had to be very well planned out. And I started to notice um, you know, how did they even estimate how to do things? Part of the construction was refurbishing an old building, um, the, the old Steinway, um, Steinway building, the Steinway pianos. And um, for example, you know, how do you figure out how much it's going to cost you to uh, repoint um, and, you know, refurbish the facade of the bricks? But you know, when you look at it at the whole thing, it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around it, but yeah. you can break it down to simple steps. So how much time, how long is it going to take one worker to clean one square foot of the facade? It's like, okay, now you get that number. And then you say, okay, 
how many workers do I need to do that? So how long is it going to take them based on the entire square footage? And then you can even divide it up into how much money that's going to cost you. And that seemed very similar to college, right? So if you're reading a book and you look at it and it's 300 pages, you can think, I don't know how long this is going to take me, but you can break it down. It's like, how long is it going to take me to read one page? It's like, okay, how long is it going to take me this next reading, which is 25 pages and kind of start estimating time and um, thinking about time and effort a little bit differently than I used to before, because I would just say, okay, I have an hour, let me try to get this reading done. But I would open up my textbook and it would be 45 pages. And I just, you know, never really planned things out the way um, professionals do it. So um, we started to draw parallels between kind of the professional world where everything is planned to students where they plan nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they struggle quite a lot and trying to help students create the time mindset that would help them succeed in college, but also later on in life, because um, they might have a project manager that will ask them, how long is this going to take you? And they have to somehow come up with an answer that they will not get in trouble for. For example, they may say it's going to take me two days, but if it takes a week, then they're behind on their deadline. But if they overestimate, then the boss is going to think like, okay, these guys are, they're doing something wrong. So um, it's, uh, Shovel is really a combination of, um, Kind of my struggles as a student, Jim's struggles as a student, figuring out uh, how to succeed and how to tie it into the real world. Yeah, I and this is, I think this is one of the things we realize really about high school students. When you think of most high school students, they never even kept a calendar, let alone done a plan, right? I mean, I had three kids and mom kept the calendar. She made sure the kids were where they're supposed to be. I mean, the study habits were just kind of part of the family routine. And so when students, students really don't even think about time planning and things, and then they come to college and they just think, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to do my homework like I did at home. And, you know, they find out there's a lot of distractions. It's a big change. There's new friends. There's a lot more to do. It's a lot harder and all of those things. And pretty soon they're overwhelmed. They're getting behind. And so we realized that, you know, uh, they really needed something that could kind of help them with that transition. They just needed more discipline to do things because the typical way the student do things is they make to-do lists or they use a day planner, they use a calendar, um, a spreadsheet, but those are really kind of to-do lists. You know, it's kind of like, oh, I, I'll do this stuff on Tuesday or I'll do this stuff on Wednesday. But they don't really know, like, when are they going to do it? And they don't think about how long it's going to take. They're just kind of winging it in a way. Okay. And so we said um, those tools really don't provide them with the information that they need to make good decisions. Like students live in this constant state of anxiety all the time because they never really know for sure whether they have time to get things done or not. Even when they don't have to worry about it, they they still worry about it because they just don't know. So yeah. um, we just decided that we could do a better, a planner that kind of helps students incorporate the basic principles of 
Peter's project, for example, a contract, you know, a construction management or any other project um, where you say, what's my deadline? How much time do I have? What are the tasks I need to get done? How long do I think those are going to take? And then, you know, how do you know? Well, like Peter said, you do it, you learn, and then you 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 make the estimate. But but we knew that that had to be an app because there's so many different things going on in the background. You got so many different classes due at so many different times and different start dates and levels of, you know, uh, difficulty and duration, et cetera. You're not going to do that in your head. Okay. Now students try to, and they fail miserably. So we said, if we can incorporate that in an app and have, have a, a, a calendar that's effectively a time calculator, and it can keep track of all this. Then when students make changes, you know, I don't think I want to study tonight. I'm going to go to the game instead. Okay, well, how does that affect you next Tuesday or whatever? They can with shovel, they can actually kind of see how that works. So the goal is to get all the time, all the tasks in one central place and get them interacting with each other so that uh, the student could have good information and be able to get things done efficiently without being stressed out all the time. That is what really made me buy Shovel at first, because I remember that during the first time that I used Shovel, there was not a lifetime payment. It was like seven euros per year. And I bought it first year. And then I remember that you changed to the lifetime payment. I was like, yeah. And then I bought the lifetime version. And um, and yeah, and as you say, Jim, at the end of the day, to-do lists are like intention graveyards and they just things that I want to do, but you end up not doing. And that's how it works. And yeah, I also really like the inspiration where the read one page and see how much it takes came mm -hmm. from because um, I also believe that learning as a, as a matcher is just breaking down really complex stuff into the basic units of what makes a subject or whatever. And that is the story that made me improve myself as a student back when I was in third of ESO, which in Spain is like 14 years old or so, 15 years old. Because I used to be like a really average student. Again, the one that you described, Jim, mm -hmm. nothing different. Um, and I never thought of trying to get the best out of me in the way that, you know, I had potential, but I just didn't think of it and i also see i also saw like other people in my class as really intelligent but then i i never thought of what intelligence was in the way that some of those people maybe they're just genetics but some of them are just like really hard work like workers and really solid um foundations and, and habits and there was a moment where i saw that those were that were genetical genetically speaking really good in terms of intelligence were overcome by those hard workers. At least mm -hmm. this is when I first noticed in, in college. Um, and, and in my personal experience, I had problems with maths and with physics and with all the science stuff. And I decided to go back to a drawing board in, in a way and say, okay, let's just break maths down to the most basic thing, even though I'm 15 years old or whatever. And then I just began to build up my myself on the maths foundation. And I obviously saw an improvement in my scores in maths. And that just triggered my dopamine system or whatever and made me want to get more. 
and better marks and that just kept going and it just expanded all the way through maths physics and even those subjects that i was good at you know and mm -hmm. this is the moment we're at fourth of eso which maybe 16 or 17 years old that i first saw shovel i i remember coming across a video in youtube about these you know about shovel and there was a girl talking about it and I remember that I had like not a lot of, of views and it was not, not mainstream basically. Um, but I, I don't know how I just came across that video and I, and I saw it and I was like, wow, the idea of knowing what I'm, how changing one, one thing today might affect three months time is, is incredible. And I just, at the beginning, I couldn't even imagine or grasp the concept behind shovel and I had to try it. And that's how I came into shovel. And since then, I've I've been improving myself and really getting high scores, you know, compared with the addies of, of, you know, when I was 14. So thank you for, for, for you know, telling my your stories because um, I really feel like a, I, I see a connection, you know. Um, and I think there's thousands of, of students, if not millions of students, that might have a, a similar story, but they are not still or jet aware of, of this. So yeah, well, I mean, you, you make a lot of good points. And I, I think the, the thing is, students really do think a lot of times, oh, this guy's like super smart, he's way ahead of me, you know, and don't get me wrong, there are some really smart, yeah. smart people out there. But I think most of the time, you just have people who have a better foundation. You know, they, they, they started really young, they, they love math, they love science, or whatever they did it. Um, more, but I think also it's just managing time. It's just like Peter said, it's developing that sense of time and always having um, kind of a sense of urgency, you know, like I, I can do anything. I just have, enough, have to have enough time to do it. And um, that's what we try to do inside Shovel is to kind of create this constant, you know, sense of I have only have so much time I can't afford to waste it and try to make use of it as efficiently as I can. Don't let time get behind me and always have time ahead of me. And I'm just going to be, I'll do better and I'm a lot less stressed out if I do. So. And I think, I think the parallel comes from the sports world since that's where I kind of came up from where we always said the you know, talented, like the talent gets you so far, but hard work will be talent every exactly. time the talent doesn't work hard. And it's the same thing with studying, right? Like some people are truly gifted at math, but uh, by the time they get to calculus, if they're not working hard, they're just not going to succeed as well as the just the average brain that really uh, takes 20 minutes out of their day every day to do uh, to do some practice um problems and really works on them yeah because when was the first time that you guys thought about you know let's bring up uh an app called shovel when when, when was the date any any year that you'd say this was the 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 day that Shovel was born? It was 2016, Probably I think. That we first, yeah. 
that we first started talking about it. And, you know, it took a long time to develop because we we knew where we were going, but we didn't really know how yeah. to get there. And yeah, we've gone through a lot of changes as well. So, you know, at first it, we were doing the designs ourselves to save money and doing the wire framing and everything and everything was new to us. So that, I think it took a bit longer than, than we expected, but what really made Shovel what it is today is the feedback we've received from students. So as you mentioned, we are on the chat um, a lot talking to our students that are having issues or that want things to improve. And it's still the two creators that are responding to most of the messages. So we learn a lot from our users and our students. So uh, I think that's where it's really fun to hear feedback and then being able to apply it and um, have students enjoy the changes and see, you know, oh, I recommended that and they, yeah. they put it in. So um, that, that's what's really, that's what drove Shovel uh, to become what it is. How, how did the team come alive? Like, I, I know that you're six people working now in Shovel, I guess. Yeah, probably. We we found a great guy um, in Serbia. So, like all, anybody nowadays, we got on um, we got on Upwork, right? Or we started searching around. Like we we didn't know anything about software development, so we we outsourced um, and we found our uh, our um, developer now partner um, in Serbia and. Uh, Of course, he was like a young guy at the time, and he was trying to get his some gigs, you know. So he uh, he came on strong, and said, "Oh, I can do this. I can I can do anything, you know." And uh, and he, I mean, he was good, really, really super sharp guy who uh, um, really uh, did a lot himself in the beginning, and then pulled together a team of really uh, great people. Um, and just, you know, we just started brainstorming everything and doing this and doing that and making mistakes like anything. I mean, it's just like any startup, uh, software, especially just super tough, you know? Um, and it just kind of came together. Um, as Peter said, we just kind of threw it out there for free in the beginning. We just, we just said, we, we just threw it out there and let students use it. And, uh, we just, our goal is just learn as much as we possibly could. And through their feedback. We realized just we had tons of weaknesses. You know, the app was just too clunky, too time intensive, too um, manual, repeating tasks and entering tasks. Just everything was bad. Your typical first pass at doing yeah. software, right? And um, but it just it just improved over time with the uh, with a you know a, a lot of good input from everybody. And then Peter said, especially our users. You know, especially in the software business where. This, especially in the calendar business as well, because there's a lot of apps, you know, that supposedly time track or special calendars or to-do lists, you know, there's plenty. I can just name thousands of them. How was it like a, a thought that it came across your mind? Like, how are we going to stand out out of the crowd, you know, the crowd of 
the hundreds of apps that are already there, but they do not really do the same that we want to do? I think we came from a different perspective or, or a different place than um, the other apps where, as Jim mentioned, before Shovel, uh, he had a website called outofstudycollege.com. So he was giving advice on how he succeeded and a lot of students were loving the advice and they kept asking for a recommendation of an app so we actually went out and tested and tried to see what app could we recommend that would take in the time management aspect of studying very seriously and a lot we found out that a lot of them claimed to be these you know, study calendars or study study apps. Yeah. But when you dig down, you find out that it's just a calendar that has a different face on it, right? Just a different coloring or whatever it is. And they name things differently. And they weren't faster. They weren't student-oriented. They weren't student, you know, specific. And that's where we saw, aha, like, it, and, and, you know, maybe some, apps were for, for professionals, but they weren't thinking about reading times. They weren't thinking about you have a four-month semester and you know every single task at the beginning of the semester, As at least in the U.S., in Europe, maybe sometimes students don't get all of their assignments right away, but in, U, uh, in the U.S. they do, right? They get a syllabus and it says, read these three readings your first week even before a specific lecture, they tell you exactly when your exams are, when your quizzes are. So you can put together a plan at the beginning of the semester that can literally see into the future, like with the cushion feature, right? We can tell you that three months from now, when you plan to study for a week before your exam, you will not have enough time because you have all these other things going on. So make the change sooner. Um, and that's what wasn't out there. So we saw a gap with the need and uh, kind of the things that pretended to be for students, but weren't really. And so we wanted to make something that was of way higher quality and thinking about students specifically, not, you know, Google Calendar for um, managers and for soccer moms where they just have events they don't really really have tasks and they don't need to integrate things um, fully let me say you did a great job because um i remember talking with i think it was jim uh during the the chat it might be you peter i don't know but uh it was when i was not in college yet um that i didn't have you know the syllabus with all of the tasks at the beginning and i remember asking like hey um you know i'm i mean high school uh, I can't really put all the tasks so how do I approach this and the answer was you know try to do your best with what you have of course but what what I really recall now is even though you might not be able to get the most out of shovel before college in the way you know of the cushion system etc this will be a really good practice for you to get used to the habit when you get to uni 
And that was exactly how it worked. Because I got to uni and then, boom, syllabus, first day of the first semester. And then I just put it in into, into Shovel and suddenly I got thousands and thousands of data statistics, which I love them, by the way. And, you know, it was, it was just coming, being able to use mm-hmm. Shovel even more was even greater, even greater that, you know, that feeling that was like, now I really, I'm really understanding the, the philosophy behind, behind it. And, and yeah, that's what I really liked. Um, if you had to use, if, if you had to sell, well, not sell, but, you know, encourage someone to use Shovel, what, how would you do it in just one sentence? Like, is it someone who wants to be able to plan their time or not? Let's let's do both because many people are not like they don't think about it because it's just like something that they do not consider. But I know that if they knew how to do it or if if someone came and really convinced them, they would. So let's see the both scenarios, you know, someone who's really willing to change and someone who's not aware that he can change. Got it. Jim? Okay. So I would go with, if you're a student that's already getting good grades, you understand that you need to manage your time well. The problem is that you're wasting a lot of time doing it. With shovel, you can really save yourself a ton of time with planning and with you don't need to keep your mind occupied about what you need to do, what's coming up and how long is it going to take and when you're going to get it done, right? If you're not using a system that has that built in, you're occupying your mind with that information. And um, we believe that it's way better to use a system and have it outside of your brain and take care of it than to constantly be keep, uh, to keep thinking about it. So that's for, you know, students that already know they should, um, uh, or they are doing it in a certain way. And the other advice for students that don't think about time management is I always try to come back to when I was a student and when I wasn't doing things correctly. And probably the most frustrating thing for me was that Sometimes I would miss parties and I would miss hanging out with my friends because I pushed everything to the last minute. And that was probably the most frustrating thing for me in college is everyone's having fun and I am stuck studying because I didn't get my things done on time. So if there, if there's a motivation, uh, for, you know, a young college student, it's to be stress free when you're hanging out with friends and you're having fun. Don't think when you're doing that, you shouldn't be thinking about uh, your homework. It should be somewhere uh, in a safe place, planned out, and you should have the confidence that you'll be able to get everything done. And that comes from planning. And we think Shovel does a good job of um, telling students whether they will have enough time, they will not have enough time and letting them plan when they'll do it and when they will not do it so they can really play hard when they're playing, but um, work hard when they need to. Yeah, I, I would say eliminate uncertainty is really the, fi- the kind of the foundation of it because students are just guessing. 
all the time. They're just, they're winging it. They don't really know. As I said, they don't have the information to know for sure whether they can get things done or not. And it's always funny because students will tell us, you know, I, I don't need a plan or I, I don't have time for a plan or I don't want to do a plan. And, and, and our response is, you're doing a plan. Like you, you do a plan every day. You just do it in your head. You're constantly, what do I got to do next? What am I going to start? Should I do this first? And how long is this going to take? And oh my God, I got to get my paper going. Why don't you do it? And you're doing that in your head. And it's just crazy. You can't manage it there. And everything changes all the time, especially in college. And if you just set it up one time and shovel at the very beginning of the semester, you get everything in there, you always know where you are. You always know where you are. And when things change, you can drag this over here and move this over here. And you can say, okay, that's good. So as Peter said, when you go to your party, you, you should have a very hard separation between work and play. You just call it flipping the switch. You shouldn't have to be, you shouldn't be at a party worrying about your studies, okay? And you shouldn't be at your studies wondering whether you can go to the party. You should know what that what that information is. And, and with Shovel, that's what we think we wanted. That's what we wanted to accomplish is eliminate that uncertainty and give you the information you need so you can make good decisions. And one way that shovel accomplishes is by time boxing as as i i got into time boxing and space repetition and active recall and that really made me you know have a really stressed free mind and being able not to worry about studies when i was as you're saying jim um on a party or whatever so just tell us about how it works and how it integrates with shovel perfectly that was peter's baby there so i'll let him give him that one So uh, the easy way to think about time boxing is assigning a specific time to not only an event, but also to a specific task. So same way as uh, when you have to, as you have lecture, right? Let's say that lecture is required and you should go to it. So you say lectures from nine to 10, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you make a commitment to go to that lecture. So it's not a question. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to wonder whether you will go to lecture or what, you'll, what you're going to be doing between nine to 10. It's you'll be sitting in lecture. So you make a commitment on your calendar and it creates a commitment in your mind to really go to that lecture. And it's the same thing with tasks. So. When you sit down to study and you didn't time block, you may be wondering what you're going to be doing, how long it's going to take. Will you have time to do the other tasks as well? With time blocking, you make a commitment to a specific task for a specific time. Hopefully, you've estimated the task, as Shovel allows you to do, and you try to get the task done in that amount of time. So it helps with the mindset, right? As Jim said, kind of flipping the switch. Okay, from um, let's say 12.30 to 1.30, I don't have to wonder about what I'm going to be doing. I am going to be studying for my math quiz. And it's something that really allows students and probably you now to um, eliminate distractions and really focus on the task at hand, knowing that the other tasks are also planned 
for another time in your calendar. So it's about that um, eliminating the uncertainty and committing a specific time to a specific task um, uh, for a specific duration. And it also pushes you to get the task done at the desired time, right? So when uh, you plan a task for an hour and you don't accomplish what you set out to do, it doesn't feel good, right? Especially when you planned it in. And so it really kind of enforces um, getting things done. Yeah, it, it, it helps defeat procrastination and it instills self-discipline, you know. And again, it just forces you to use time while you have it and don't let it get away from you. You know, students, students, when you work a job, right, you work eight hours a day. And in college, like literally, you you switch between work and play literally a dozen times every day. And if you aren't careful with how you do that, it's so easy to let time get away from you. And when you time blocks things in advance, it just kind of forces you to make sure that time isn't getting behind you. And why do you think that people do not follow all of these strategies? Because sometimes I, I've been thinking this with myself and I'm like, are they not aware that they exist or they aren't they not implementing them correctly? Um because I know I just feel like some of them are, are simple to carry out, but it's really personal at the same time and they do not work for everyone. So uh, some people say that, no, I I've, I've just feel like there's nothing that works on me. Is that even possible, according to your opinion? I think one of the one of the reasons why people don't do it is the um, inadequate technology. For example, if you look at a Google Calendar, you can't have, you know, a hundred tasks that you created um, at the beginning of the semester, and you can't drag them into the calendar for when you need to. It just, they have tasks and the task is a deadline. It's not really kind of like an event, but if you create an event, It doesn't have a deadline. And so using Google for this just doesn't work or it's a lot of work. And so I think that the right technology is, um, is important. Um, on the other hand, Cal Newport uses paper, right? But again, using paper every single day, uh, takes a lot of time, mainly if students, um, as I did, like they, you may have 20 tasks to do in a single day because some of them take five minutes, 10 minutes, right? Writing everything out and then trying to plan it on paper and then things change and you can't quickly change things. It just doesn't work. And um, so I think part of the reason why people don't do it is because they are not aware of the right technology or they tried it with the technology that is not built for it. Um, and the other part is they're not aware, right? They don't know about something that uh, time blocking, something that can really eliminate the uncertainty. So it's about awareness, but also uh, using the and, right time. And all the way, I hate to say it, they're college students. I mean, you know, the college student, college environment, it's like, 
Awesome, right? You got you got so many people and you've got a hundred different distractions every day. There's always something going on and people get pulled out. And when we designed Shovel, we actually, practically at every step, we said, what happens if the student doesn't do this? Because they won't, <laughs> right? Or, you know, they decide to do something else. And so we tried to design Shovel so no matter what happened, whether the assignment took too long or they decided to go to the basketball game and not study, whatever, that things would be, if they, when they stepped back into Shovel, there was minimal things they had to do to get right back into it again. Um, you know, if a task was planned and the time goes by, it's now unplanned and it's still up there. Okay, if the test doesn't get checked off at all, it goes into a separate filter. This is, uh, you know, incomplete or, you, you know, you, uh, not completed. You need to do this, drag it back into your in your calendar. So and then it constantly recalculates behind the scene. How did this affect your time going forward? How did this affect your ability to get this paper done next week? So we built um, that into it, you know, the way students actually behave, not the way we wish they would behave. Um, Actually, the first one was we designed it. We wished yeah, right, exactly. we had to do a lot of iterations to really make it usable for kind of the masses where where it's super simple. Um, and that was no no easy feat. Yeah, so we go to a lot of events with uh, college events like uh, student learning center associations and things like that. It's funny when you listen to them and their interactions with students, they'll tell you, if you try to tell a first year student, you know, in first semester, you know, how to do something, they forget. Yeah. They just, they think they've got everything under control. Everything is going to be fine and no problem. And then all of a sudden, second semester, it's like, whoa, I am like buried. <laughs> and I didn't get grades I thought I was going to get. And I need to make a change, you know. And now all of a sudden, they're receptive to uh, to change, you know. So it, it's a process. Because like I said, when you come into high school, you have no experience in this. Then you get into college, you get overwhelmed and you know, you, you realize for yourself that you need to do something different. It is indeed a, a process and a really deep and, you know, um, I would say long process because sometimes it all depends where you come from. If you come from a, like a, a, a background where you um, lack motivation, because um, I also have like mixed feelings about motivation and, and learning and students. Because I feel like it's not true that we can keep motivated every single second in our lives. But again, it's also not true that just by not feeling motivated one day or two days or three days, we cannot get things done. So I feel like when motivation fails, there's just self-discipline to back you up. But some people do not have that self-discipline to, you know, get things done. And I feel like that's a problem that a lot of students have, a lack of motivation, and they just continue with that lack of motivation because they claim to have lack of motivation. This is like a, a circle that never ends. What would you say to those people? Um, well, with success breeds success, obviously. And what you're saying is it's the negative that is also true, right? If you if you are failing and you're getting frustrated, you get more and more frustrated, more frustrated, and pretty soon, you know, you 
want to change your major, you want to, you know, drop a class, you want to change your school, et cetera. So um, if you can avoid those kinds of things in the beginning, you know, and it really is not hard to do. Just don't allow yourself to get into that thing in the first place. You know, if you have control and you get things done and you're seeing successes, like here's said, you get that assignment done and wow, that feels good. You feel good about the fact that you got that done. You get a good grade on a, on a quiz and you feel good and it becomes self-fulfilling. Okay. You, you go, wow, what I'm doing now is working. I'm going to keep doing that versus getting overwhelmed, frustrated, and just giving up because you don't think you can accomplish anything. And that's really our goal. That's why we try to encourage students as hard as we can to really adopt shovel as soon as they get into school. Um, because Peter likes to say your grades matter every semester. There's no, it's hard. Once you start getting bad grades, it's hard to make up that GPA going forward. And you're, you really want to try to get the best grade you can, like from the get go. Yeah. Uh, I'm also sure you've maybe seen some YouTube videos where people talk about, you know, motivation will fail. It's, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a fix for a few days. You may feel motivated, but it's the discipline of doing things kind of the same way every day that Jim says will get you the A and that will um, help you even in the tough times when you don't feel necessarily motivated to get something done. And uh, one of the, like, part of my story was that I didn't get the best grades and then I couldn't get the best jobs coming out of college. I'm not sure. I know it, in Europe it may be different, but in the U.S., your grades do matter. And employers, when at first they go to the best universities to get students because that's where they think the smarter people are or the people that can get things done are. And then how do they decide from those? They have to look at how did they do in school? So they, they look at their grades and then those students can get interviews with, let's say, the investment companies or the tech, technology companies. And then they start a little bit higher than the students that didn't. And what happens when the student that doesn't get the best job gets promoted? Well, the person who got the better job also gets promoted. So the gap is still there and it actually keeps widening because the people that get the better jobs then have bigger opportunities. And if that's not a good motivation for life, I don't know what is, is to, you know, try to be better off and try not to struggle uh, later in life. So uh, whenever kind of, you know, students type us on the chat, it's how do I get motivated? That's, I think that's kind of the answer. It's do you want a better life or do you want to struggle now? Just keeping a regular nine to five uh, with the prices where they are and everything. It's not, it's not a great life. Uh, so it's try to strive for a better one. And one way to start that is to get good grades, get serious and 
create habits that will allow you to do well. Yeah. Hey, I mean, shovel is a tool. It's just a tool. We say the, the number one thing is just care. I mean, you're never going to be a good student unless you just care, unless you really want, if you have a passion for doing it and want to do well in every class you take. And I know that's, you know, that sounds like, you know, a dream, but you, you're going to have required classes in school, right? That aren't part of your major. And and you you have to take every class and just say, I am going to take this course and I am going to do the very best that I can do at it. You know, not just grade wise, I'm going to learn as much as I can and really, you know, really try to know this, try to know this information. I'm paying a lot of money for it and I'm going to do the very best that I can. And if you just start with that attitude, um, you're, you know, you're going to be there. You know, you're going to be there. That That's the attitude I had when I was in college. I may be an exception to the rule, but I, I loved every single class I ever took. And I always viewed everyone as a challenge and as a passion to um, to learn something new. And you, you mentioned that it also depends on where people are coming from. And I think Jim's a great example of coming from, you know, being a failing student in high school to being the best student in his law school cl uh, class. So uh, everybody can do it. Uh, and it's just about the mindset and creating priorities and then creating the habits and the systems that support that. Yeah, I, I just can't say anything else really because I, I feel like you've said everything and consistency breeds consistency as Jim said. Um, it's just a matter of starting with simple things, I guess, and then just seeing the mm -hmm. the results. And then just, you know, uh, it comes a day where you, you feel like you've done plenty of things and it was just you beginning with small changes. So, yeah, I, I just love that you have that mentality and that mindset as well because I, I also believe that building something based on personal experience is the best way to make a honest, a, you know, an honest product and something that really works, you know? Because if, if I came here and I wanted to build I know, an app about this, but I had a, a whole different background that is not related to, to what I'm trying to, to build, then it's nonsense for me. And I feel like nowadays people try to do stuff that is out of their boundaries in a way that they haven't really experienced that first hand and they miss a lot of aspects and that's why i think that shovel gets them pretty spot on you know because you guys have gone through exactly the same thing that you're trying to solve and again congrats this you know this well one one thing about about shovel i'll, I'll i want to say because we get a lot of requests for improvements and things and one thing about software or any project you take on it gets yeah. bigger, right? Over time, shovel. What it is now is way different than what it was when it started. When we first started shovel, and somebody said, "Hey, I think you should do this and do that," it was like super easy. But as you know, shovel now, it's a it big. Is. There's a lot going on in shovel, mm. right? Both, both code wise and design wise, and trying to position all the elements. It's one of those things you don't think about. So when it, when a sometimes our users get frustrated they say oh i you know i want to why can't you just do this you know and we have to tell them 
wow, it's just not that simple. And it used to be, but it's just not that simple anymore. Software is just living, breathing thing. And the bigger it gets, the harder it is to do surgery on it. And so we want to do better and we will, but it's going to take time. You know, we have to build a bigger team and get more resources. And uh, um, but we think we got a great app right now. I mean, Shovel works great as it is. It doesn't, everybody wants some changes, but it really does what we hoped it would do. Um, it's a great product and uh, we'll continue to improve on it, but it's, it's very usable as it is. As you know, yes, I really know it. And how are you guys planning to improve or what are the future plans that you have as, as a team or you said, you know, improving the or just getting more people in, on board and trying to make it bigger, and more resources, etc. But in terms of functions or capabilities, is there anything that you're really, um, you know, looking forward to in Shovel? We would like to make it a little bit smarter so um it gets to know the student um on an individual basis and it can start to be a little bit predictive so now a lot of it is uh based on students input but once we uh, have the students input um we're really, really looking forward to making shovel uh predictive and smarter and uh, maybe even plan um, for students or give suggestions and um, even the motivation part that students may be lacking that we want to we want to put that in so that those will be our uh, next milestones that we're really looking forward to is um, kind of nudging students and um, being their planning partner, not just a tool, but almost like a guide. And one of the things we'll have in the next couple of months that we're working on is kind of a more um, a core kind of a course, a much more detailed um, uh, explanation of not only how to use shovel, but why. Why are you doing this step? You know, not just here, push this button, add this task. It's kind of like, what is the benefit to you? And then also just a really solid uh, study habits, study skills, behaviors kind of a section as well, because we view a study plan as not just time and task management, but also like, how are you going to do this so you make the very best use of your time and that you're doing things in the right way? Because a lot of times students just have terrible study habits and they're, they're, you know, they may be super well-planned and well-organized, but they still aren't getting good grades because they're just not doing things the way, the best way that they can. You can see we built quite a library here of almost all of these books are related to topics about time management, and, and but also how to study, um, learning how to learn, things like that, you know. Um, and one of the, we also know there's a lot of, great resources online on YouTube, but uh, the problem we see with that is that creators always need to create more new content. So they give out a lot of strategies. And then when students are watching it, they get confused because it's like one week, a creator talks about one strategy but then another week it's another strategy and another strategy and then maybe they don't really relate to each other and uh, or even contradict each other and students get confused so we want to uh, kind of 
create the course that is kind of the 80 20 rule of if you do these things in kind of this order you will get the results and it, it's not all the techniques but it's a system that um, eliminates the confusion of how to get things done exactly just try to get the student manage their time and tasks and shovel and then do certain things the way they take notes, the way they study for their exams, the way they read their textbook, and just do them the same way every day to get a consistent result. So they're not wondering what they should be doing. Um, and try to keep it as simple as possible. Like Peter said, just kind of step by step, do these things, and it's going to help you um, get the best results out of shovel. I would love to see that, especially, you know, the the predictive thingy for the students because that sounds really, really awesome. And um, yeah. as well, I, I remember watching you, Peter, on, on YouTube because I think um, you had a lot of videos about Shovel on how to use it in the beginning when I first um, came into Shovel and I, mm -hmm. and I remember just seeing all of them to see how it worked. I also remember reading the free ebook that you have um, on the Shovel website. And that was like... Just the, the website itself plus the ebook was like a, a, a huge amount of resource and of, of, of data on, on really valuable stuff, you know? And that surprised me because mm. at first I was like, is this trying to just sell me a product or is this just really wanting me to, you know, improve on stuff? And again, that really, once you read it and, and you feel like, Wow, this may be something that works, and then you again you you feel like now I have shovel now I can just combine both. Then just it's just great and it feels great. So I really want to you know motivate you guys in in terms of keep going because I love your approach, your your ideas, your your background as well, and. Just to end this this episode, I would like to see if you could say one piece of advice, if you could give just one piece of advice to someone, what would it be? Any sort of advice in a student. Peter, <laughs> I'm kicking, kicking it over to you while I think. <laughs> uh, to the students, I would say you're already in college and you shouldn't waste the time there. So take it seriously and learn as much as you can. Maybe you don't necessarily have to care about the subject that you're taking because it's required, but you can still hone in the skills of um, uh, being a good reader, um, right? Listening to your classmates, being a good writer. So um, really putting down pen and paper or now writing on a computer, but really being able to um, create a good essay and create good arguments. That's what's going to push you forward in life when you have to argue for your company to implement a specific uh, feature that you want to be inside an app, right? Like you have to be able to communicate well and college is the place to do it. So um, it's just care and care about your um kind of um personal progress um because college is a great way to um to do it yeah for me um i'd probably say do everything 
<laughs> and I mean, you know, I mean, participate in college as much as you can. I like get the most out of the experience, but I mean, literally read every single assignment, go to every single class, do not miss anything, literally. Um, you know, care, definitely, you know, be there. I, it's the little things we'll talk about. Go to the front of the class. I always sat in the very front row, right in front of the professor in every class I ever took in college. I didn't care if there were three empty rows behind me. Sometimes just the little things like that give you the, both the attitude and the, the confidence. Um, you're going to be better prepared. You know, you can ask questions better. Just everything is better. But I just say, make sure you do everything. Don't don't cut corners. I guess that kind of goes with care, but don't cut corners. Do every possible thing you can do in college while you have the opportunity, because it, it will pay off in the end. Yes, 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 yes. I, I would say, if I had to give a piece of advice, I would just say, don't underestimate yourself, because sometimes we do, and we feel like we cannot do stuff. And mixing both of your advices, I think including this third one is just everything that you need to keep, you know, going on if, if you want to have results and, you know, feel good about your results, about yourself. Because, you know, as you say, college is there for you to improve on a personal level, not only in a study level, grade level, but, you know, as, as you said, personal level and involves a lot of things, not only grades. Um, so again, I just can't feel of of anything really, of a better way of doing this than by caring, as, as you guys said. So again, I just want to thank you for, for coming today, for being here with me. And I don't know if you want to say something. Well, I want to say one last thing, because I understand you're pursuing a, per, a, a don't want to be yes. a pilot, right? Yeah. And this really fits in uh, with what the question you asked or, um, or about caring. When I was, a, I'm a pilot too, as you know, as we've talked in the past. And when I was a student pilot, I took my, um, my exam and my written exam and I got a 90 on it, which I'm like, yeah. that's, I, I, I went up to my instructor and I said, I got a 90 on the exam. And he looks at me like this. I said, I, I, I did great. He goes, which 10% of flying an airplane do you not want to know? Indeed. I'll leave you on that. And that, just think about that in college, okay? It matter. It always matters. So be the best you can be. I think there's no better way of offending this, this interview, really. Um, thank you, Jim. We, we appreciate it. We appreciate the call. Thank you for having us on. Have a good one.